Oh, we're going to have a second member of the Scott family on this hour. Uh, we had Sam Scott and the Phoenix Foundation. Now, Tom Scott, who got in contact with the memories of Māori activist and author Teringa Manga Mihaka, known as Dun Mihaka. Dun died last week, aged 81. He spent his life campaigning for Māori rights, including Te Reo Māori advocacy and the Bastion Point occupation, leaving a legacy of challenging the status quo. And award-winning cartoonist and political columnist Tom Scott joins me now. Hi, Tom. G'day. Hi. Kia ora. Kia ora. You're joining us from Melbourne, so thank you for taking some time out of your holiday. Um, you, must have been, um, you must have been upset to hear the news about Dun Mihaka last week. He wasn't a close friend, but he was a mate. Yeah. I really admired him. I admired his courage. He was absolutely fearless. I first came across him at Massey University where we were as whole lectures full of people talking about apartheid and how we must stop the Springbok tour and Dunn burst into the room wearing a black uh, shearer singlet, uh, shapeless shorts and gumboots, and he held us all to ransom. He held 300 white Pakeha <laughs> to ransom. We were all absolutely terrified, and one man frightened the entire... He said, we're all, you know, wankers and weren't doing enough for Maori rights in New Zealand, and, you know, we had racial issues in New Zealand that needed sorting out before we sorted out South Africa, and he was absolutely right. But I, I, it, was, it, was, it was absolute fearlessness which really impressed me. Yeah, um, he was. Sounds like most people who met him um, had pretty strong memories of that meeting. What about later in life? Um, I understand well, there was an incident at Parliament that stuck in your mind. Well, there was two. One other story. He did. He did a fuckapone. If you have a pronunciation, he dropped his trousers and exposed his bum to Prince Charles. And yes, that's that probably how most New Zealanders will have heard the name Dun Mihaka, I think. Yeah. And then he wanted to, he wrote a book about it, which was very good. And he came to see me and said, "Would I do the cover for him?" So I, I did the drawing. It was quite hard to incorporate Dunn's buttocks and the royal tower going past. <laughs> so there's quite a bit of you know architecture involved in the drawing. But he came out to house. Oh, you haven't made Lady Di pretty enough. And he was really co- quite concerned. Oh, she was a very beautiful lady. Please make her prettier than that. He wanted Lady Di to be really beautiful, which she yeah. was, of course. So I had to make Lady Di more. He didn't care about Prince Charles. I could make him as ugly as I wanted to. <laughs> But uh, he, he was—he was, you know—he he, he was quite sentimental on, on that, that score. But I remember him telling me a story about Parliament. He, the Speaker of the House, Jerry War, was his local MP, and Dunn came up, thundering up the steps of Parliament. All the security guards were terrified to see Dunn there. What are you doing? Some coming to see my local MP? But everyone to see my local MP, and they couldn't have to accept that. So Dunn went down the corridor to Speaker Wall's office and burst in and Jerry Wall said, what are you doing here? He said, you're my local MP, I've come to see you. And Jerry Wall said, get out, get out, Mihaka, get out. And, and Dunn said, he was rude to me, so I just leaned across his desk, Tom, and I just tapped him slightly on the chest. It wasn't very hard at all, but he had one of those new high-fangled uh, chairs on rollers, and his chair went rolling backwards at high speed and hit the ball and toppled sideways and deposited the Speaker of the House on the carpet. Oh, gosh. And then and Dunn said, oh, Jesus, Dunn, what have I done now? And, and Jerry Wall kept crawling back towards the chest saying, you're in big trouble now, Mihaka, you're in big trouble now. And he reached up with his bony nicotine-stained fingers for the phone. Dunn said, it came to me in a flash. I slapped my hand down on top of his and said, you tried to touch my penis. Oh, my gosh. And, and Dunn, Dunn said, and all the colour drained out of Jerry Wall's face, and he was terrified. He said, I did not. Yes, you did. So I've heard about you brown buggers, and your fascination with the genitalia of brown people. You know, you, you, you're you sick, you need help, you need help. And the war went, I did no such thing, I did no such thing. And Dunn said, then I turned and walked to the door and, saw, and said, keep walking, Dunn. And I kept waiting for the sound of 
running footsteps from security guards, but he went down the corridor back to the front steps, down the front steps into his van and drove off and never heard another thing about it. So he said, his quick thinking saved his life <laughs> on, on that particular occasion, yeah. But only Dunn could have done that, yeah. I, I think I might have read that um, that memory in, in your, was that in your book, Tom? Yeah, I wrote it up in my book, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it was, I was so impressed by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Dunn, was, also, Dunn was was uh, was happy for you to share it with the world at that stage. Yeah, I think so. Well, he had no choice, really. He, <laughs> he, he, I didn't didn't ask his permission. He, he told me the story. Yeah, great. I, I thought, thought it was very funny, yeah. Oh, no, he was fearless. He was fearless. He did a lot for Maori rights and Maori language and stuff. He was a brave man. He was sort of like a... It's a he handed out VCs for um, peacetime courage. Dunn would have had a VC in a bar. He was very brave. Fantastic. Oh, Tom Scott, thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you. Cheers, mate. Bye you bye. enjoying Australia, by the way? I am, but we're coming home. We're coming home. Yeah, I, I miss New Zealand. I, I can't believe the no vote in Australia is even close. I, oh, this is the voice I, I, referendum? Yeah, the voice, yeah. yeah. And clearly they deserve a voice. And we've, I've had friends of mine in Australia who I've known and loved for years who said to me, the Aboriginal aren't grateful enough for all the white man has done for them. And I go, what? So it's it's sort of staggering, really, to think that that should even be even be questioned. I, yeah. I, I, hope, I hope it gets passed. What was but, that noise I just heard in the background, by the way? I'm not quite sure. I thought it might have been your end. <laughs> it's a mystery. Nice to talk to you. Thanks yeah. so much, Tom. Okay, che- cheers. Bye-bye. Tom Scott, the great award-winning cartoonist and political columnist uh, who got in touch with some memories of Te Ringa Mangu Mihaka, Dan Mihaka, who died last week aged 81.